Shall we turn to the book of Acts? I hope you have the Bible now, so otherwise the scripture will be shown in here. In the former book of Acts, chapter 1, I'm reading. Theophilus, I wrote about all that began, Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he taken up to heaven, after giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. chosen. After his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convictions proof that he was uh, alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them his, this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with a water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Verse 7, he said to them, It is not for you to know the time or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit come on you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and cloud, uh, cloud him, uh, the cloud hid him from their sight. They look, they were looking intently up to the sky as he was going when suddenly two men uh, dressed in white stood uh, beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, Why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. So I will stop there now. Book of Acts is, a, uh, is a written by or uh, the uh, the. The people think, or the, the uh, people think that's uh, written by uh, Luke. Most of the people believe that. So he uh, wrote the book, a book called uh, Luke, that's in the gospel. Then he wrote another book uh, called Book of Acts. Then that's the place he's mentioning in the verse first says, in my former book, he's pointing to that book. In the book of Luke, he mentioned many things. Uh, happened in the life of Jesus. I wrote to you about all the things Jesus began to do to teach until the day he taken up to heaven. So I was teaching from the book of Luke uh, uh, when I was teaching last time, especially pointing towards the resurrection, the suffering, uh, the lamb was uh, the death of uh, uh, lamb and the historical thing, how it's kind of connected. This is happening after the resurrection of Jesus. We just uh, finished celebrating Easter. Uh, last Sunday, um, uh, Steve Wiley was uh, sharing about the Easter and what's the significance of uh, uh, his resurrection, uh, all kind of things we heard. Today he's continuing something. Okay, look, I just finished what Jesus was doing when he was alive. He did wonders and miracles and he healed the sick and um, lots of things happened. But Theophilus, he, he might be his friend, you know, or it might be one of the church members in Jerusalem. I'm writing another thing that is very important. This is something uh, Jesus is doing through his church. 
So before Jesus was doing uh, 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 in his physical body by the power of the Holy Spirit, he was sent by God. Now he's, he, he, he's resurrected. Now he's starting something through the church and he's writing a book to, uh, uh, to a guy called Theophilus. Verse 2 says, uh, instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. So now he's emphasizing one specific word saying, uh, instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles. So he is giving the instruction to the apostles to be, uh, to, uh, to be taught to the church, uh, because he is no more with them in a physical way. He's using Holy Spirit to communicate that one. Verse three, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave them convincing proof that he was alive. It was pretty intense time. He was, uh, uh crucified. And he was uh, 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 he was resurrected, but many people questioned the authenticity of his resurrection. There were lots of rumors going on there. So uh, Jesus knew that he didn't just simply say that one, guys. I already told that one. I don't need to prove anything. But by knowing their weakness, by knowing their doubt, Jesus came and spent time with them and convinced them, "I'm alive." Because that was very, very important. Even they were with Jesus. So he presented himself and gave many convincing proof he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. The main subject, two things important, uh, uh, three things important. He was using the Holy Spirit thing there, using the Holy Spirit to communicate this thing to, uh, uh, to the apostle, to communicate to the church. Second thing, he was communicating, I'm alive, I'm alive, something starting, something new is happening. And third thing, he starts speaking about the kingdom of God. He already started speaking about the kingdom of God. He didn't stop that one. He's continually starting about the kingdom of God. Something coming, something evolving, something emerging, something important. So he talked to them again and again and again before he was uh, ascended to the uh, to the heaven. Verse 4 says, uh, do not. Uh, he commanded one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. It's pretty interesting, you know. So, uh, uh, when someone gives a command, most of the time, we do set up a kind of background, you know, in an atmosphere. But Jesus gave that command at the time of eating. When he was sharing bread, when he was eating, um, uh, and he said, guys, I'd like to give you an important instruction. Wait. Wait. Wait for what? Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. The gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. He already spoke about this thing many times. Now he's saying, it's very important. Do not leave Jerusalem. You need to wait. You need to wait. It's very important. For Verse 5, John baptized him with water, but in few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I'd like to uh, stop there for a couple of moments, then we will move forward. So Jesus was pointing, you know that one, I was baptized by John the Baptist. Then many, many people were baptized by the John, John the Baptist. Now something new is coming. 
different from water baptism, different from uh, uh, the, the renewal baptism, or like a, uh, uh, like a turning towards God. That's, that was actually happened at the time of John the Baptist. People saying, we are turning towards you, God. We are going in a wrong direction, but we want to turn to you, God. So how can you say that one? Through baptism, they proclaimed, they said, God, this is an action. When we are going down to the water and coming out, we are saying, we are turning our heart. We want to follow you. So they are saying that one in through baptism of John the Baptist. Now, Jesus is saying, now something special coming, something different coming. This is not the, just the water baptism, but he's associating two things. This is the baptism from the Holy Spirit. I was reading this one uh, yesterday, and I was going through this one again, thinking, you know, when you are preaching, you do just to think all the time, you know. So God wants to communicate. So I was, uh, I read this many times, but this specific time, you know, I felt God is not just some uh, a kind of uh, a feeling. It's not about some miracles. It's not about some wonders. It's not about just prophesying something. It's not about something supernatural. Beyond that, God wants to communicate to the church, wait, you need to receive the Holy Spirit. It's not just for a feeling beyond that. But they didn't understand that one. For them... They always want to know, am I safe? How is that going to affect my personal life or our country? This kind of things was in their mind. Jesus was talking something bigger, something wider. He he is planning to establish his kingdom to transform nations, transform uh, communities, to communicate this great news to millions and billions of people. He wants to save the sinners. But disciples were thinking, okay, Jesus, you died for, for our sake, for a little country called Jerusalem. Or Israel, you know, so that's their mindset. They were asking the question. Uh, they gathered around him and asked him, verse 6, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Okay, thank you for the, the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for talking about the baptism. Thank you for all kind of things. It's amazing. We know that you are alive. Yeah, okay, we agree everything, but what's the benefit for us? Are you going to do this now? Or... Another time, you know, so they want to know this thing. So they were quite self-centered, narrow-minded. They want to know, or they miss the bigger picture. Then Jesus said, Father has set by his own authority. This is something to do with the Father. Because he is the one who knows the time and everything. But he's coming back to the subject again. But, verse 8, you will receive the power. You will receive the power. When you go through the verse 1 to 11, you can see that one thing is repeating again and again and again and again. Have you noticed that one? Verse 1, verse 2, verse 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. One thing is repeating again and again and again. One thing, or, or what is the, what is the, uh, what is the subject uh, most repeated from 1 to 11. Who likes to answer? What is the subject? Or what is the... Oh, who is the person? Or something. Repeating again and again. Or something you can't miss it. All scriptures. You know, so verse 1 to 11. Repeatedly, there's a repetition of one specific thing. What is that? Come on. 
Holy Spirit? No. Yeah. Okay. One more chance. Okay, it's going to my pocket. It's Jesus. <laughs> I'll eat later, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's talking about Jesus. Verse 1, verse 2, verse 3, verse 8, 6, 9, 10, 11. All the scriptures. If you read that one, you can't miss that one. Jesus or he or something connected to what he was said. So God is bringing the whole thing towards one person. That is Jesus. And he is launching something called the kingdom of God. And he is using the Holy Spirit to establish, to expand, to confirm, and to build that. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit. For that, he said, don't just go. You need to wait. Shall we say together, wait. Wait. We don't like to be, we don't like that. Waiting time. Internet is down. Most frustrating thing, you know. <laughs> okay. In a, stuck in a traffic. Most frustrating thing. In a big queue of, uh, in a restaurant or in a coffee house. More frustrating, you know. Oh, the baby is screaming. Change the nappy. I need to transfer this money. I need to make a phone call. But internet is down. Traffic is full. I can't wait. We can't wait. Uh, uh, you know, just we are frustrated. We are in a very busy time. And God is going to do something great related to church, something big, but He's not in a hurry. He's saying, My time is always perfect. My plans are always perfect. The way I work is always perfect. You don't need to make it. But only thing I'm asking you, wait for my timing. Sometimes we have a tendency to do things in our own strength. We like to fix things. Okay, we love Jesus. We love Christian music. We love to come to church. But sometimes we do think, we have a tendency, okay... I need to fix this, these, these things in my life. This is different. I'm using Jesus for some nice experience. I'm Jesus, using Jesus for something comforting. I'm using Jesus to hold, uh, like an, uh, you know, just something, some place I can get some sort of comfort other than bringing Jesus into the center of the life, you know, the center part of the life. God is all about you. I'm created by you. I'm formed by you. Children are yours. Nations are yours. Family is yours. Everything is evolving in and out and everything for you, by you. So I don't need to be upset or I don't need to be, you know, in a hurry. I like to wait in your presence knowing that God you are the best person I can trust. Giving that kind of opportunity in your life is very, very important. So people are in a hurry to move. Jesus was saying, wait, you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit come on you. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit come on you and you will be my witness. So Jesus is repeatedly Talking about that one. What does it really mean by you will receive power? 
What does that actually really mean by you will receive power, you know? So power means uh, uh, you, you, to do something, you know, to do something. Many times, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, we do associate power with supernatural. Okay, when you receive the power of the Holy Spirit, there will be healings, there will be miracles, there will be something amazing things will happen. You will have a nice electric feeling, something, oh, the power of the Holy Spirit. Some of the, uh, 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 the people also, oh, the power of the Holy Spirit now is filling this place, you know. So, uh, you know, some sort of kind of feeling, you know. Actually, Holy Spirit is a person. When Holy Spirit is coming to my life means He is taking the Lordship of my life. He is, the, he is becoming the King. Through that, I will receive the power for what? To do, live a life knowing that He is my Lord. He is in, he is in charge. Power to make decisions. Power to forgive, power to heal the sick, power to be who you are, <laughs> power to enjoy God, knowing that God, you are in my life. No matter what circumstances I'm going through, it's impossible for me to fix, it's impossible for me to put things together. But my Savior lives, my Redeemer lives, I'm in the hand of God, and He came to my life. Through that, you will get the power. That includes healing. That includes miracle. That includes in the midst of, there's no healing, you still have the power to live. Amen. Because... Knowing God, He is in charge. That, that's the main thing Jesus is saying here. He's mentioning you receive power when the Holy Spirit come on you. That knowing the ownership of God in my life will give me the real power. Because I'm secure and I'm safe. I don't need to fix things because He is in charge. Not only that, we will be opening our heart to the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. So Jesus already started doing things, you know. Acts chapter 2 verse 22. We can see that one. Acts chapter 2 verse 22. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles. Wonders and signs which God did among you through him. Which God did among you through him. Who did? God did. Where? Among us. Through him? Through Jesus. So actually, the, the way Jesus lived a life is pointing how God works in us. God did miracles among us through Jesus. Now, Jesus is saying, wait for what? The Holy Spirit. So what God wants to do? God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, He will do miracles among you and among the people to glorify His name. So the same pattern, you know. God 
and knowing that Jesus to do miracles. So here, church, wait, Holy Spirit, the power of God, God Himself give you ability to do things, not your own strength, because God is in charge. Knowing that, will you give the security and the confidence after sharing gospel to hundreds of people, no one got saved. Praise the Lord. Because God, you are the one saving people. After praying for five people, nothing happened. God, I'm not the healer. You are the healer. Believe, believe in the workplace. I'm not going to go under the shelter and under a cupboard and cry. No, God, you are my Lord. And you are using me to demonstrate your glory. When you know that, God, you are my God, then we stop fixing things by our own strength. When we try to put things together by our own strength, we will go tired, exhausted, depressed, disappointed, and we gave up. But when you know that, it's not by work, it's not by strength, but by the power of the Holy Spirit working through me for His glory. I'm just an instrument. I'm safe and secure because God is in charge. That will bring the power to do things in our life. Mark 4, 23 to 24. Jesus went through Galilee, teaching their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among them. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought him to uh, uh, to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, demon possessed, those who having seizures and paralyzed, and he healed him. There's a famous verse in uh, Acts. 10.38 says how Jesus was anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit and God was with him. He healed everything. You know, he healed the things. How God anointed, you know, just uh, uh, anointed Jesus. In Isaiah 60, you can see that one. The, 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 the anointing, the, 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 the spirit of sovereign Lord is upon me. So he has anointed me to proclaim the good news. So all this time, Jesus is saying, it's not just my business, it's God's business, it's God's plan. God is just using me. Church, look at my lifestyle. Church, look at my life pattern. Church, look at the way I dealt with the situation. Church, look at the way I want to do things. So this is why I'm asking you to wait. This is the way I functioned. So I want you to function in the same way. Let by the power of the Holy Spirit. Knowing that God is sovereign. He is in charge. <laughs> when financial situation is crushing your company. When you lose a job. When your partner or husband is uh, uh, struggling to love you. Oh, there are lots of family problems out there. When you try to use the words to fix things. When you try to use manipulation to bring things back together. When you try to use a second person to bring some sort of solution into life. When you're going outside, it will be more chaotic. That's the place you need to wait and hear and cry out to God. God, you can fix it. I want to turn to you. Through that, you can live a powerful life knowing that God is in charge. Otherwise, we will be like people without hope. That's the problem of our nation. 
There's no hope. People are disappointed, disgraced, looking for something. They can't stop themselves. They are trying to fix it, but they are failing to fix it because they are trying to eliminate God from the equation. They are thinking, God is a joy killer. God is a joy killer. If I'm with God, I can enjoy life. If I'm with God, I can enjoy music. If I'm uh, with God, I can enjoy sex. God is stopping everything I like to enjoy. But actually, when you know God, that's the time you enjoy everything through God. And it will be safe and secure. Because God is good and everything comes through Him is good. And it will be safe and secure. Through that, you will get the real joy. Through that, you will get the real security. The other things will be happiness. It's not joy. Happiness and joy is different. Happiness is momentary. It's not sustained. It won't go long. But joy is everlasting. Because God is the one giving that one. He is good and He is great. That's why Jesus is asking, wait guys, wait for the Holy Spirit. Why is using the Holy Spirit? Because in physical stage, I can't be here. You know, so when I'm here, I can't be there. But Jesus was saying, I want to be with you all the time. So Jesus is sending his spirit in the, in the, in the third person, the Trinity is acting for the church, for his kingdom and for his plan. And he said a great promise. I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. That's the greatest thing. I never leave you. Even when I'm talking about prayer, you know, recently, you know, you do read that kind of things. I was thinking, the Spirit Himself testify with our spirit that we are God's children. Then again, it says, like, uh, the Spirit will help in your weakness to pray to God. Amazing. I'm praying to God. The same God is coming down to help me to pray to God. It's pretty, pretty crazy, you know. <laughs> In Hinduism, it's different. They will sit there and wait. You do it. If you fail, you will be in trouble. In Islam, it's different. You try, you try, and try, and try. At the end, you may go or may not go. There is no guarantee. But Jesus is different. Jesus knew that. It's impossible for us to to, to reach him. So that's why he came down and he died for me and he rescued me. And he didn't go back and sit there. I now your turn. No, he's still saying, I will be with you. For what? For sharing gospel. For praying for people. For living. For everything. I will be with you. Such a safety and security into our life. So we are not alone. Turn to your neighbor and say, we are not alone. Seems like lots of family problems are here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Turn to your neighbor and say, oh, neighbor is the right word. I'm translating from Malayalam to, okay. Turn to your person, beautiful person next to you, especially if it's your wife, say, we are not alone. We are not alone means husband. I'm, you know, husband trying to help wife. Now, God is with us. That is the greatest thing. God is with us. God is with us to help. Not to fix the problem of our own things. Because God is in charge. He is already doing things in his own way. So we are 
not alone, but one instruction, wait. Because you need the Holy Spirit in your life. It's actually a fresh start. Where did God start? Uh, where did God start a fresh thing? The, where, where can we see a fresh start in the Bible? Especially in Genesis. He created everything. He saw everything is good, 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 good. Then he created humankind and said, you just enjoy. Then he placed two trees in the middle of the garden of Eden saying, one is the tree for, for what? What is the first one? Tree of life. We always think about the other tree, you know. <laughs> tree of life. And second thing he, he planted was the tree of good and evil. You know, he placed there. And he said, you enjoy. God created us as a robot. I, I have a picture here, you know, just like a, God created us as a robot. You know, it will be, you know, uh, uh, robots will be, everything will be programmed and planned. Uh, for example, if Adam and Eve was created like a robot, it will be, I don't know, something like this, you know, you know. They are, uh, hello, Eve. I love you. God, I worship you. Uh-oh, not this tree. Mission abandoned, mission abandoned, mission abandoned, mission abandoned. Uh-oh. It's, 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 no, not like this, you know. Even if you watch uh, the film Noah, you can see, you know, it's a bit more crazy one, you know, it's like, uh, how many of you watch that one? You, know, so, <laughs> uh, 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 you can see some, some of the robotic stuff there. I don't know, I can't see in the Bible, but they did a, you know, they, they try their best to put things together. The guardians. Okay. Um, but God didn't do that one. He created everything and he placed this tree there. Many people ask the question, if God was really good, why did he do that one? <laughs> if God was really loving God, how come, how can he do that one? Placing something in front of them to choose, you know. I was thinking... Thank God you did that. <laughs> because when I know my God, I have the power to make the right decisions. I have the power to say no to sin, not because of my strength, because of knowing God. Knowing He is good, so if He says this is bad, it is bad. I can make that decision then and there. But actually what happened in the Garden of Eden, they didn't listen to that. Here God is asking, wait for the Holy Spirit. It's a new start. Jesus died and he was resurrected and he's starting a new thing. The kingdom of God, the church is launching. Before that, there is an instruction coming the same way in the Garden of Eden, do not eat here, do not go out. Both are new start. Garden of Eden, good start. Church, kingdom of God is a new start there. So here, they, 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 they didn't listen, you know. 
What happened actually? If you read, uh, we can uh, we, let's let's go to uh, uh, the book of Genesis. We can uh, uh, see there what actually happened there. What uh, is there in chapter two? Verse fifteen. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden. That's the language, you know. He didn't put him like this, you know. So. It mean he placed him there, you know. So sometimes when I read the Bible, I say, oh my goodness, why can't they, you know, just uh, uh, read a bit more, you know. In a, uh, so they said he placed him, you know. So translations are different, but don't feel like God created them and put them there. They landed there. Yeah. God placed them there. Come on, son. I created everything for you to enjoy. Then he said, and Lord commanded the man, you are free to eat everything in the garden, but you must not. Remember Acts, please don't go without the power of the Holy Spirit. You must not eat from the tree of the knowledge and the good of evil. And the Lord said, it is not good for the man to be alone. Okay, that's the subject. In verse 3, uh, in chapter 3, we can see that one. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Then there's the conversation going. Verse 4 says, you will not surely die. You will not surely die. You can enjoy that. You can enjoy that one. So that means questioning the word from God. Questioning the lordship of God. Questioning the authenticity of God. Challenging the lordship of God. You know, when you can crack that, you will do anything. So here, in Acts, God is saying, wait for the Holy Spirit. That means, once you are led by the power of the Holy Spirit, led by God, there will be challenges, but Holy Spirit will enable you to make the right decision. No matter how things look like, but you can have that confidence in God, because God is leading my life. But, they believed the word of uh, uh, the serpent or the devil, uh, the deceiver, they obeyed it, they ate it, Everything fell apart. But now, at the cross, Jesus said, Tetelestai, it is finished. I'm starting a new thing. I'm launching a new thing. Your sins are paid. Everything been paid. We are starting something new. But it's very similar to the garden situation. Do not go out without me. Do not build things without me. Do not pray without me. Do not try to do things without me. Wait for the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. We can see two types of spirits there. Why that is different from from God's spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12 onwards. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit whom is from God. Two spirits there. One is the spirit of the world. The second one is the spirit from God. Or just say 
God's Spirit or God. That may understand that God have freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught in taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truth by the Spirit, uh, expressing spiritual truth in spiritual words. And the man without the Spirit does not accept the things that comes from the Spirit of God. You can categorize, you can see the difference between, so, uh, so uh, in Corinthians, Paul is saying like, um, you can have two kinds of spirit. One is from the Spirit of God, led by God. It's always fight with the world. It's always resist the sin. It's always believe what Bible says, what God says. And, uh, uh, and when you make decisions, the authenticity and the decision will be on the basis of God's scripture. In terms of marriage, in terms of, uh, 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 in terms of relationship, in terms of uh, uh, making decisions, in terms of buying things, in terms of raising children, you will be asking God, I need your help because everything come from you is true and full of life, so I like to trust you. But devil will say, he's a joy killer, don't listen to that. Like Richard Dawkins say, saying, like, um, there, there, uh, possibly there is no God and your life. How did he put possibly? Why can't he say definitely? He doesn't have the guts or the, the courage to say that one. Even if he says that, God is not going to move. <laughs> if I close my eyes and say, there is no light, there is no light, there is no light, he's not going to change the truth. But God is loving, he's compassionate, he's always truthful, he's just and kind. There is no more like God. He's inviting us again and again, listen to me. And I'm with you, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm there to help you. Because I'm good. Church, when you start something, when you do something, the spirit of the world will not obey the spirit of God. So, that will always go for human wisdom. But, when you rely on the Holy Spirit, that will lead to the, to the, the wisdom from God, you know. Prayer, forgiveness, reconciliation, waiting for God's timing. Even if there is no healing, believing in God. God, you are sovereign. When marriages are struggling, when you try to fix things, when you're failing, and the, the thoughts will say, it's going to fall apart. Kids are going to be, to be set apart. Courtrooms. It's going to be horrific. You're going to live with this kind of, like consequences, bringing all kind of fear into your life. That's the time. God is asking us, look up to Jesus. Cry out to Him. God, I can't fix it, but you can. When we are led by the Spirit, in the midst of problems, the God will, the God will enable us to lift our spirit to look at Him, other than looking into the problems. The world, the spirit of this world, always force you to look at the problems. But the Spirit of God will always enable you to look to God. I have a big God. 
I can't fix it. But you can fix it, God. Because you are my Lord. So God is asking, wait, let me work. Will you allow me to work? Or will you take me, God, you can, in my car, I will drive, but we can do it together. Or will you allow, God, I need you in all circumstances. Let me finish quickly. That is what happened in the Garden of Eden. Eating the fruit from the tree of the knowledge and good, uh, knowledge of good and evil, basically gave humanity to power to redefine everything. Let me read that again. Listen very carefully. Eating the fruit from the tree of life, tree of the uh, tree of the knowledge and knowledge of good and evil, basically gave humanity the power to redefine everything. That means, that means they became God. <laughs> Who is God? This is right, this is wrong. I'll make the decision. I'm God. Who are you God? There's no God because I'm God. Because I can make the right decision. Only God can make the right decision in terms of what is right and wrong. Through eating that fruit, the humanity starts saying, there's no absolute Whatever I define, that is the absolute. Everything collapsed. I will define marriage. I will define sin. I will define everything. Because nobody's there to question me. But God is asking, wait for the power of the Holy Spirit. You will receive power. When the Holy Spirit come on you. At that time, you won't look for dates. You won't look for kind of things. Because you know that God is in charge. He will place everything in time beautifully. You know, you don't worry about things. They never questioned God or Jesus after that. When are you going to fix it? Because they got the point. When the Holy Spirit came to their life, they believed. They understood it. It is not about us. It's all about God. And he is offering his presence and his power to lead a life. God is offering that presence to the church for us as an individual to make decisions. Whether it's small decision or big decisions. Sometimes we think this is a small decision. It's you know, insignificant. It might be... Uh, it's, yeah, I can't compare with some other people's decision. Uh, it might be silly, but... God is serious about that. Because small or big decisions you make in your life, it should be God wants to be led by the Spirit. That is we said, you will receive the power. And you will be my witness. Witness doesn't mean that touch distribution. Witness doesn't mean that preaching gospel. The way you deal with the situation... Is the powerful witness. In your office. In your workplace. When things are falling apart. The way you. Deal the situation. They will say. Oh why can't you go do that one. Why can't you try this one. People will 
token, hundreds of opinions. This website, that website, this one, that therapy, this therapy. Oh, okay, yoga, pranic healing. Okay, this one, meditation, go for this one and try to fix it. Now, you will be trusting in God by knowing, God, you are my Lord. By seeing that, people will be seeing the kingdom of God in us. They will ask questions. How can you keep calm? How can you deal with this kind of fiery situation in the midst of sickness? How can you pray to God when there is a chaos in your family? That you can say, the life and the love and the peace from the Holy Spirit is bigger, is higher than anything else in this world. It's a powerful witness statement from your mouth. Through that, God will be glorified. You will be witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and ends of the earth. I'm going to close. The Garden of Eden, God said, do not eat. Book of Acts, God is reminding us, do not go by your own strength. Don't try to fix things without God. Why can't we stand in the presence of God? Let's stand together. The band will come forward now.